Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From m and rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. What's going on? Um, I don't know. What are you, what are you doing? I don't know. I'm just kind of like sitting here with you. What are you doing? I'm obviously trying to introduce this goddamn episode with this trash introduction that you wrote. You wrote these words. All of the words that we're saying right now were pre-selected. Hi, Matt. <sighs> <sighs> Let's just get into the fucking show. We're going to start things off, as always, with Worst Things First, the segment where I shout about the worst news of the week. We had a lot of great stories today. I'm excited. Including one that literally every person tweeted at Oh, me. I'm so glad we're doing that. <laughs> After that, we're diving deep into winter fashion. And when I say diving deep, I mean it, because there's approximately 300 layers of sweaters we need to get through. I can barely see my own dick. As opposed to summer fashion, where I regularly see my <laughs> And finally, we have got the hilarious stand-up comedian, Lisa Traeger, as our guest complainer this week. If you haven't had the absolute privilege of seeing her live, you should watch her Netflix special as part of the Degenerates lineup. But don't do it right now. Keep listening to this, please. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, horse things first, the worst news of the week. First! This is perhaps the most a story has ever been sent to me, and I don't know what that says about me as a person, but it really combines all of the things that my brand has become (laughs) and the brand of the show. A woman in Texas has been banned from Walmart after riding an electric scooter in the parking lot drinking wine... From a Pringles can. <laughs> Shiro! <laughs> Who says women can't have it all? This woman is proving all of the haters wrong. I, I have so many questions for her. Namely, where does she get the courage? 
I'm afraid that she's actually an unhappy hour listener <laughs> who's inspired by all of these crimes. <laughs> That's why we need merch is because we would know <laughs> if she got pulled up on and just busted open the jacket she was wearing and it was just my face. Speaking of merch, um, if you would buy unhappy hour merch, maybe let us know because it's something we're considering. <sighs> All right, so police responded to a call around 9 a.m. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah, about a suspicious person in the parking lot of a Walmart in Wichita Falls, Texas. And then an investigator showed up. Um, They found her eating at a nearby restaurant. She parked her vehicle, her electric scooter. Um, Apparently, the police caller said that the woman had been riding around the store's parking lot since 6.30 a.m. <laughs> just a little joyride. I just love that the caller <laughs> waited two and a half hours and was like, you know what? <laughs> this has gone on long enough. That's the amount of time it took for her to be like, I should call the police on this woman doing a joyride in the parking lot on an electric cart. I also like why she like... Two things, I mean, a lot of things had to happen in the run-up to this event, but mostly she had to eat an entire jar of Pringles, and then she had to open a bottle of wine or box, and had to transfer the contents of the bottle to the Pringles can. There's no way that thing didn't immediately get soggy, because it's made of cardboard. (laughs) So she's just holding, like, a soggy sock of wine. (laughs) A very important detail that has been left out of this story is what flavor Pringles, because that's really going to change the the atmosphere Profile of, of the wine. Mm, yes, the yes, notes. exactly, exactly. Um, what do you think the best Pringles can to drink wine out of would be? Sour cream and onion. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> <laughs> but only with like a Chardonnay, mm, I think. Mm. Because oh, yes, the yes. dryness, the oakiness. Right would bring out some of the sourness and onionness yes. of the sour cream and onion Pringle. Also, the cardboard of the Pringles can itself probably also adds to the oakiness. You know, mm-hmm. cardboard trees. I also paper. like if, you know, that thing where you put two Pringles like a duck? Of course. It's like a funnel. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> you could hold You could hold your Pringles can like a full foot away from your face and still get the most of the wine Wow. Into your mouth. Um, do I smell a new internet sensation hashtag Pringles challenge? <laughs> I'm saying if Pringles is watching, this, there's a ripe sponsorship opportunity. I could be the next Pringles spokesman. Also, I look like the Pringles guy <laughs> if I grew a mustache because my face is round. Could you grow a mustache? It might take like a couple years, but I probably could. I've never thought about what you'd look like with facial hair. <sighs> I usually shave every other day, Mm -hmm. Um, and one time I went one extra day, and I had dinner with someone, and they were like, oh, you didn't shave. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, thanks. (laughs) Me neither, but it takes effort, and I don't have that kind of energy, because I have to be up at 6.30 in the morning to get to the Walmart parking lot so I can claim the best electric scooter (laughs) and fill up my fucking Pringles can. The best part of this whole story is that a spokesperson told Vice that the involved party was not arrested because technically nothing she did was illegal. (laughs) Or at least not when she was found. But she is banned. She is barred from Walmart, which means that if she returns to that location, she would be trespassing. Wow. Next! 
scientists want us to know that cockroach milk may be the future. No. But scientists need to shut their goddamn filthy mouths. Okay, science is canceled. Thanks a lot. (laughs) We've gone far enough. We don't have to do anything. Like, who wants this information? Absolutely no one. Especially not me. There were bugs in one of my drawers recently. I will say, I once had a box of cereal in my old apartment, which was in a very old building. And the cereal had been in there open for like a while. Mm -hmm. And one night I was very hungry. So I took it down and I opened it and there was a bug crawling in it and it scarred me. Yeah, that's all forever. But apparently it would be perfect. Uh, Yeah. Because I got that cockroach milk right in my cereal. Oh my God. According to this new research that nobody asked for, scientists found that the Pacific beetle cockroach feeds its little bug babies a formula rich in protein, fat, and sugar. I guess scientists milked a bunch of these cockroach titties (laughs) (laughs) and were like, wow, this is great stuff. And now they're trying to convince everybody that it's the future. Next! This is another story brought to you by Popular Demand. I got this story sent to me a whole bunch. A man in Florida, only in Florida, is accused of threatening to kill his neighbor with kindness before attacking him with a machete he calls kindness. (laughs) (laughs) You got what you advertised, am I right? Apparently, a neighbor came to the house of one Brian Stewart because he heard yelling and screaming. And when the neighbor approached the house to tell Brian to keep it down, Brian came out of the house with a knife raised. And then another neighbor stepped in front of him to be like, don't stab him. And then that neighbor got stabbed. Oh. Yeah. And suffered a half inch cut on his hand. I mean, a half inch. Deep or across? I don't know. It doesn't really say. Seems painful either way. I guess. But like, I've done that with like a butter knife. You were slathering on real strong. (laughs) (laughs) Half inch from a machete. Nut up. (laughs) (laughs) Then Brian had to be stunned with a taser in order to be detained inside of a patrol car. And also he had to be hobbled. What is hobbled hobbled? after he repeatedly kicked and banged his head inside the car? (laughs) So this man (laughs) is out of his mind, was drunk. They smelled alcohol on his breath. He's been charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and intent to kill. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like anybody who just casually owns a machete probably should not be trusted unless you're like chopping jungle brush. I also don't understand when people own swords. Even if they're like hanging from the wall. Yeah. You don't need that. Oh, I'd be so scared it'd fall all the time. Yeah. It yeah. didn't it didn't work for Kira Knightley in Pirates of the Caribbean. It's not gonna work for you. Yeah. I had a neighbor who they had like this sword decoration <laughs> hanging above their staircase that you had to like walk beneath. No, that's that's death. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. just death. It's literally like you you makeshifted a guillotine and then you <laughs> hung it on your wall. And finally, a woman in Florida, has been arrested after reportedly stealing a handful of luxury watches and storing them in her vagina. What, what? Ocean's 8, the sequel. This is how they do it next. (laughs) Honestly, I can't believe they made an entire Ocean's movie with all women and they didn't steal a single thing with their vagina. 
It's like I always say, what good is a vagina if you can't use it to store your most valuable stolen possessions? The woman allegedly was at a nightclub in Miami Beach where she met a man and went back to his hotel. And then when he went to the bathroom, she found about $108,000 worth of Rolexes in a bag. <laughs> Just snooping around and you decide like, oh, you stumble upon a bag, which is only like five Rolexes. Also, he has five Rolexes. It sounds like he stole them. Yeah. Who has a bag of Rolexes? Just a bag. Just a bag of Rolexes. If you have Rolexes, you keep them in like a nice display. Yeah. I don't know. It's Miami Beach. We don't ask questions. (laughs) So, yeah, naturally, she shoved all of them in her vagina and then fled the hotel. And then the man chased after her and she started hailing a taxi and he was trying to stop her. And then she clocked him in the head. (laughs) Clock. Oh, I get it. It's watches. Yeah. It Good took job. you a while. <laughs> it really did. I was like, I don't, I don't know why we're so excited about this show. Um, officers were able to retrieve one of the watches at the scene, which I just have so many questions about. <laughs> like, at what? She queefed. Yeah. That's why you should always do your Kegels and wear underwear. And that's it for Worst Things First. Next, we are putting on our scarves, hats, mittens, gloves, sweaters, cardigans, sweatshirts, jacket liners, jackets, winter coats, and zip that baby up because we are diving deep into winter fashion. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. I said, Burke, it's cold in here. It must be because it's fucking winter outside. That's right. Winter is officially, officially here, even though technically it started like four weeks ago. But baby, it's fucking cold outside. Okay. It's finally getting frigid as fuck out there, at least here in New York. And I have finally accepted that I need to switch to my heavier plaids. I mean, everybody who listens to this podcast knows that I basically wear the same thing every day, (sighs) no matter what time of year. But winter is the one time of year when I have to start thinking about layers. And unlike my brethren, the puff pastries, I am anti-layers. There is no room for, for fucking thin strips of butter. I'm one loaf. I'm like a baguette, okay? It's just a loaf and then one crusty outer layer. That's how I prefer things. Alas, I am forced to wear layers so I don't die in the wintertime. So today we are going to complain about winter fashion and all the inglorious layering it requires. Are you ready? Oh, I am ready. First, how dare you ask me to wear a functional scarf? Okay, as a card-carrying homosexual, I only wear scarves so that when I dramatically exit a room, the scarf continues to twirl behind me, amplifying my dramatic exit by at least a factor of three, depending upon the length, color, and lightness of fabric. The point is, any scarves that actually function against the cold are not fashionable. Unless you're Lenny Kravitz and you just wear an entire duvet cover on on the way to CVS. But for real, why does every person wearing a scarf in the wintertime in, like, ads and on TV, they just have a coat and then the scarf is just dangling along the coat? 
It should always be wrapped around your mouth and nose and used to both catch your hot breath and then bring it back to your face and also soak in any loose bugs. I, that's what I hate about scarves is that even when you are wearing them as they are intended to be worn, you're just like breathing your own hot, moist <laughs> breath back into your own mouth. That's how you stay alive. And then that one part of the scarf gets all like damp. damp. Yeah. Ugh, I hate it. Also, infinity scarves. Like, I don't need your soft, wrinkly circle to keep me warm. I want an end. I want a beginning and an end. <sighs> Don't fucking figure eight me. I never know how to fold an infinity scarf. I always want it to work. Why do you even fold it? Why don't you just hang it up? Fold it along my neck. Oh, you just put one loop and then twist and then put yeah, the other oh, loop on. Yeah, you already on. lost me. <laughs> oh, I can't figure it out. Somehow I always end up like noosing myself. Oh, God. Remember, I remember there was a big fad. I don't know if this was just the Midwest or everywhere, but there was that one like made for TV scarf that they always would advertise in infomercials. And it was like, it had like 20 different uses and you could use it as like oh, a yeah. hood. You can use it as an infinity scarf. You can use it to like carry your baby. Uh, similarly, there was a skirt that you could buy like from a kiosk at the mall and it came with a DVD instruction of all the different ways you could tie it. <laughs> uh, I love a good instructional DVD. <laughs> Next! I can't wear shoes without socks in the wintertime, okay? And that's very confusing for me. The fact that you wear sneakers without socks in the summertime absolutely disgusts me. I wear foot panties. Oh, okay. Those are socks. So I'm creating the illusion okay. of going sockless. Okay. But you can't, you still can't do you that. You can't create an illusion in the winter. No, because your ankles will get the bite of frost. Oh, oh no. Listen, I always support a bold sock because it is the fashion staple uh, of choice for style challenged individuals like myself. Because you can always go with a bold sock and look a mess everywhere else. And everyone's like, oh, look, a bold sock. <laughs> <laughs> but also, let me get real for a second. The shape of my legs and overall body makes it very difficult for me to pull off like a pant sock shoe situation effectively. Mm. Because my hip to ankle ratio. Yes, a ratio I'm very familiar with. <laughs> is triangular. I feel like in order to kind of like pull off a good like ankle situation, you have to have the right panth width at the bottom. Yes, a panth width. Right. And a pant opening. The pant mm -hmm. opening has to be appropriately sized. Right. And mine often aren't because of how wide my hips are. Unless I go with an aggressive skinny jean. Yeah. There's always going to be like, a, they're always going to be a little bit looser at the ankle. You could roll it up a notch or two. No, because when they're loose, you can't really roll. Because then it looks, you look like a farmer. <laughs> But it, it looks good when you go sockless. It just doesn't look good with socks. I and then it makes harder it makes it harder to wear boots. Right. I'm just saying I need to not wear socks or I have the illusion of not wearing socks. There we go. That is the strongest look I think I can pull off at the ankle. Mm. And winter makes it difficult. Next, sweaters are too clingy and scratchy and I hate them. Okay, unless they're like five sizes too big in which case just get a blanket. Or slank it. 
And don't even get me started on cardigans because A, they always make my boobs look big. And B, I should never be expected to do buttons. How dare you? Next, all winter coats are like $700 minimum. And for what? Just because like 200 gooses had to get fucked just to stuff this thing full of their wing hair? Unless I'm a Chicagoan, which means I've survived many a harsh and cold winter. And that means I should be allowed to go outside with no coat and persist. There was one kid in high school who, and I feel like there's one of these kids in every school, especially in the Midwest or someplace else cold. Every single day, no matter summer, fall, spring, winter, shorts and flip-flops every fucking day. Basketball shorts. Yep. I mean, he might have just been poor. No, I know his family very well. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You went to expensive schools. In my school, it was like, oh, maybe you you can't afford a coat. No, it was a choice. He just, it was a choice. In college, we they never cancel classes for anything. No. And when the temperatures fell like below negative 10 degrees, instead of canceling classes, they would roll out a special bus called the Frostbite Express. What? That's what they called the bus. Oh, I've never heard of this. <laughs> like, it was like a shuttle that took people around campus. But it's like, if you have to call it the Frostbite Express, maybe you should fucking cancel classes. <laughs> so none of us die. The only coat that I've been truly jealous of, and this may be a controversial, but at my grandpa's funeral... <laughs> oh my God. I was like a sophomore in high school when my dad's dad passed away and my like step grandma, I guess. This is like the real Italian side of the family. And she wore a floor length fur coat to his funeral in the middle of the winter. And I know like fur is murder, but also fashion kills. So I've (laughs) never been more like envious of a coat. But she like full on like mafia boss wife walked in. I just, I have this vivid memory of her like walking into the funeral home with a fully floor length fur coat. And I just got my whole life. And then when she died, I was like, who's getting the fur coat? (laughs) (laughs) And apparently my aunt got it because she was the only daughter. And I was like, okay, but what about the gay grandson? Because I would do that justice. Now it's just hanging in a closet and those animals died for nothing. Anyway, next! Uh, Puffy jackets are a joke. Yeah, I said it. And I'll say it again. Puffy jackets are a joke. (laughs) How am I supposed to show off my rippling six-pack if I have to cover it up with puffs, first of all? And then second of all, you look like a grocery store wedding cake. How am I supposed to know when the puff ends and the person begins? You don't. No. I do admire a good winter garment that still says, like, I'm a slut. Like the other day on Tumblr, I saw, because by the way, Tumblr is still rife with porn. They didn't do (laughs) shit about that. (laughs) It's a little less obvious, but like it's there. It's barely beneath the surface. It's like termites. (laughs) Like all it takes is like you, you peel back one thin layer of paneling and dicks everywhere. But I saw, um, not that I was searching for it, but I did peel back one layer of paneling. Um, but the other day on Tumblr, I saw um, a jock strap, someone wearing a jock strap that was made out of like sweater material. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like like a polo Ralph Lauren like sweater, uh-huh. but a jock strap. And I was like, that's great. It's not practical at all. I would say functionable, fashionable, right. all of the above. I mean, if you used it for what its intended purpose is to do athletics, 
you're probably going to chafe the fuck out of your dick. Ow. Next! Why the fuck do we let the North Face, the North Face, run shit in the wintertime? They're like, oh, are you just a normal person who doesn't want to be cold? Well, guess what? Our cheapest item is a $2,000 extreme insulated snowsuit that hikers use to climb Mount Everest. Here you go. You want to be fashionable? Start shelling out your goddamn checks. Also, what the fuck is fleece? You want me to wear long goat hair? So the ghost of that very same long-haired goat can haunt me every time it snows? I don't think so. I would prefer to wear polyester so that my clothes physically hurt my skin. And also, every time I'm near a flame, I spontaneously burst into fire. And wool? Whoever made wool was like, hey, ever wonder what it feels like to wear clothes made entirely of your grandpa's nut hair? Oh, no. Well, wonder no more, because wool. Also, long underwear is a scam. I wear it almost every day in the winter. Uh-uh. Just wear another layer of clothes. That is what it is. No. Yes. And wear, don't call it underwear. Well, I wear underwear and long underwear and then pants. That's absurd. Why is that absurd? Why? Then you don't have to wash the long underwear as much. I didn't even know long underwear was a thing until like three How years ago. How are you from the Midwest? And I'm like 57 years old. Seriously? No, I remember my neighbors one year were like, you don't know what long johns are? And I was like, you mean the donut? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, I've never heard of long underwear before. That's how I survive winter. There's also long underwear shirts. But I don't wear those I as know. often because I just wear shirts. It's and just a upsetting to me. I was just like, what what are you doing? That's a pant. What's the point of underwear if it's just the same size as everything else? To keep you warm. Underwear isn't supposed to keep you warm. But underwear this one is. is supposed to be the first line of defense against any leakage or seepage. <laughs> That happens throughout the day. Onesies are also a popular winter fashion choice. And yes, this might be my male privilege talking, but I would prefer not to take my titties out when I have to pee. And I am not in favor of a butt flap. I was about to say, you gotta get a butt flap. Or fly. I've never once used a fly in my life. (laughs) I don't know any man who has. It's really not that difficult to just, like, pull your underwear down. Unless your dick is, like, three feet long. Um, anyway... I am anti-onesie. Oh, I did just order a onesie, like a pajama onesie for myself from a place that does not advertise on this podcast, but advertises on other podcasts, so I won't say their names because they don't deserve it. Meandies. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And also, I'm anti-butt flaps because I don't need a shithole, okay? I absolutely do. Do you use a butt flap? I've only used it once. I'm always afraid I'm going to like end up peeing on myself. Yeah, I just feel like also the to- you have, it like touches the toilet seat. Moving on. Earmuffs. First of all, gross. Muff. Second of all, there's literally no way to protect your ears from falling off in the winter without looking like a damn fool. Because either you lean all the way into Princess Leia or you accept that your ears are only for show anyway. And technically they could fall off and you you still have a hole there to hear from. And literally fuck off if you think I'm going to wear a hat. Because every time I put one of those knit hats on, I look like an angry penis. <laughs> what else? Gloves? How am I supposed to scratch all of my itches if my nails are sheathed in cloth? And mittens? 
Nuh-uh. I don't want to look like a lukewarm lobster. And finally, the only acceptable winter fashion, this is what we've all been leading up to, is the poncho. The poncho or shawl is the perfect item. It's a cape. It's a blanket with a hole in it. A poncho is really all you need. And that's the lesson. So this winter, don't let the cold force you into wearing something ridiculous. Go out there naked if you have to. And if you die, then so be it. At least you looked like not an idiot. And that is it for this week's Deep Dive. Don't go anywhere, though, because we've got Lisa Traeger coming up right now. Also, you can go anywhere because you're probably listening to this in the car or with headphones. And you can literally go anywhere as long as you download the episode. So, like, you do you. My guest complainer today is Lisa Traeger. Lisa is an actress, producer, stand-up comic. She's appeared on Comedy Central, Late Night with Seth Meyers, Chelsea Lately, all the places. You can find Lisa on her YouTube series, How Many Questions. And she has a new Netflix quarter hour. Is that right? Half hour. The Degenerates. And it's out now as part of The Degenerates, right? Uh, Yeah, because sometimes people introduce me and they go, her special, The Degenerates. I'm like, I don't want anyone to think that's what I named my special. Special. <laughs> well, I want to get to that. But first, we uh, we uh, start everybody oh, off yeah. with uh, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? The movie Love Actually. <laughs> this is the season to it hate Love season, Actually. So I'm glad. Yeah, very timely. And it was actually my best friend. I saw her on her Insta story. She posted some movie and we're best friends. So I would know. And I was like, I don't even know what the fuck this is. <laughs> and she goes, it's Love Actually. Of course you wouldn't. And it's like, I try every time because everyone loves it. And every time. I'm like, this sucks. I don't care about any of it. Everyone's it's also a like weirdo. Five hours long. Yeah, and I pass out every time. It doesn't keep I just hate it. There's also like like 70 actors in it. And it's it's just a lot. It's a lot to like. And the guy's Grasp. a creep, like ruining that wedding video. <laughs> I would, I don't. Know. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh, he's gay and in love with the groom." And then it's like, no, it's just straight guys being gross. Yeah, and I, selfish. And I can't even. T- I know Laura Linney is in it; she's a hero. But I can't even tell you. That's how disinterested I am in it. I've tried to watch it. I would say five times, and I don't remember any. Any of them. That's the only part. I oh, really Kira Knightley's in it, right? Yeah, and that little like ageless like boy who you can't tell if yes. he's like seven or seventy. <laughs> the about a boy guy. Yeah, he's in Game of Thrones now too, oh. and he looks like he hasn't aged at all. It's Damn. very. He's Peter Panning. Game of Thrones is something I gave up on too. <laughs> Like I'll start have... it. I'll rewatch it maybe, but what are your like go to shows? My go to is Sex and the City, always and forever. Yes. Um and then animation is usually where I go to. So the Simpsons app fucking sucks. The FXX is not a very the Simpsons world. They bad. make you watch all the commercials. It's like we're paying cable prices. <laughs> yeah. Or my parents are. I should be able <laughs> to have is. it. But right now Daria's on Hulu, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um and then Bojack and Big Mouth are go to's right. as well. Those are my main go so yeah, Sex and the City and those, and then The Housewives, like Bravo shows. Yeah, would be my next. What is your your franchise? New York, of course. Yeah, same. I want real money. I don't like <laughs> I don't like these women in debt. Because even Sonia, it's like she's poor, but 
you know, she has that townhouse. But <laughs> I just don't her. like the one it's getting deported, evicted, jails, losing homes. Like, but OC, they lose their homes. But I do love OC. Yeah. I think New York and Atlanta is the only ones I actually know. But New York is where my, my heart is, too. Just because I feel like, you know, I could, like, run into them. You never know. But anyway, but I was yeah, Sex in the City. It's like scripted housewife. I don't right, know. Right. I just love it. Do you love Sex in the City now? I do. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't watched it until I moved to New York, and then I was I was like, I no, have when to. people because people talk shit sometimes about like, ugh, the girls that moved to New York because of Sex in the City, those losers. I'm like, I'm that loser. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I mean, I moved for comedy, but like, no. Yeah, um, I hosted a Sex in the City trivia night. Um, really? For Puerto Rico. Uh, so that's the timeline. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> These bitches are rude. I will never host a trivia night again. Yeah. They're mean. It's not like a comedy audience. They're not here for a good time. It's like, will you repeat that? And it's like, yeah, of course. Why would you yell at me? I made a PowerPoint. I got pride. Like, why are you? I'm, I'm volunteering. Yeah. Like, I don't. Trivia culture. No, that's actually Raul and Ramon. He had two drivers. I'm like, all right, you get the point. I I'm the- <laughs> I've I've tried. I've tried going to trivia nights. Ugh. A, I think I'm going to be way better than I am. And B, everyone is way too intense. Yeah. Always. Well, I went to a Simpsons trivia once mm-hmm. to like meet a husband and... <laughs> I was the too intense one and someone because I did just join a random group. It was uh-huh. like packed. It was insane. Um, we only got 22 out of 50. It was a lot harder, like you said, than I anticipated. But my team was like, you need to calm down. Yeah. Like, they did not <laughs> like my energy. I put on a bold lip and came to win. And I mean, if you know your shit, you know, you have to you have Sex to and do City it. Now I can win since I've written over 50 pages of questions. There you go. I, now you know everything. I know everything. Anyway, the degenerates. Yes. <laughs> um, how that title feels like such a backhanded compliment. Where it's like, guess what? I think you're getting a Netflix it special. The Dirty Thirties. Yeah. Because we all, have, you know, but but yeah, like people will bring me up on stage. And they'll be like, from the deplorables. I'm like, do not say that. <laughs> Just don't say anything. Um, yeah, yeah, everyone keeps messing it up. But so for people who don't know, it's it's, it's the a dirty l- lineup. Yeah, yeah. Of, of dirty comics, I guess. We're all pretty filthy or like um, weird weirdos, I guess. Because I don't know if Brad's even that dirty, but um, yeah, just like out shocking or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're trying to make things more specific to people. Sure. Because what sucks for me being someone that is pretty filthy, if you're just part of a thing, it's always like, well, why do women talk about fucking, you dumb bitch? Why, why can't women talk about anything besides their pussy? Or it's like, this is disgusting. So it's nice where... The people that are watching it want to watch it. Yeah. And they're looking for it. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that's like more fun for me. I'm not getting like weird Christians being upset or something <laughs> like that. I didn't think about it that way. That is true. So it's nice. No yeah. one's like, oh, they're blue. It's like, this is blue. If you don't want it, look, you know, Ryan Hamilton is very funny. Watch his clean hour. Right, right. You know? Yeah. For a while, I, I feel like I was like bait in switching some like old people into seeing some of my stuff. Okay. Because I feel like, uh, you know, I've made videos on, on the internet that are like cleaner than what I am on stage. And uh, yeah, some of the old people are not, uh, not too happy about like when you, when you talk about like blowjobs on stage, yeah, but also you never want to judge no. a group because I, you know, this has happened a few times for me. But one in particular, I was in a casino in Connecticut, 
but <laughs> such a sure. it was on a Wednesday night and it was uh-huh. only older people and couples and I was like this is gonna be a true nightmare and they were having the time of their lives and it's like yeah you're on a you're at a casino on a Wednesday night <laughs> I'm sure you're all whores um, but yeah or like, I'll go to Kentucky and be like they're gonna hate me they're gonna hate me and then they yeah. don't so I've learned I don't I don't want to change things for the group but. Cincinnati hates me. My hypothesis was proven. Uh, Cincinnati <laughs> it's was good. Rough. It's now now you know. Now you know to avoid it. Yeah. What happened in Cincinnati? Or West Nyack is tough sometimes. I, I mean, this is just my. I hate blaming the audience, or you never get better. But um, I think Blame the people away. that hate me the most are people that are unhappily married and like <laughs> sure. mid, just Midwest kind of. Um, secretive they're not communicating with their partners they're uh-huh. not really fulfilling their dreams you know like those types of energies don't really like seeing someone that's like free and living their dreams <laughs> sure. um and is talking about these stuff and it's like if your husband's fucking you poorly you're not gonna enjoy my set right right i'm gonna take my shoe off i'm sorry <laughs> um no it is true it, like i i was watching um your degenerate set and you there was some joke about, um, oh, it's the joke about you make about is anybody here with their family? Because oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, some sometimes you learn stuff about people based on what they laugh at. I mean, going to a show is like, it's a community experience. Like you bond with people over what you're laughing at. People, yeah. you turn to the person you're sitting next to and laugh with them. And sometimes it's very telling. Yeah. Uh, it can be it can be rough. It's weird, and sometimes people do get up and leave from my shows. Like they are not prepared, which yeah. is weird. Like you can YouTube anything and figure it out. But <laughs> um, I definitely have uh, people like within ten minutes kind of get up and leave. That's as long as they know right away. Yeah. Yeah. They I don't just like didn't... it's. I'm not. You know, not everyone can be for everybody. Right. But um, that's a good thing. I mean, I think the hard thing is when, yeah, it's not it's not internalizing those moments where it's like, oh, it's because I suck. It's because, like, maybe I'm just not for them in that in that yeah. particular context. And then when you're young, it's different. It's like, did I not handle it right? Or should I have done more crowd or acknowledge that? Or, you know, like you take those bombs and you kind of like. Okay, this is what I did wrong. Yeah. And with years of experience, you kind of are able to handle or manage and not have so many right, right. of those moments. Um, it's y- fun. It's part of the journey. Yeah, you try to get more and more people to want to like you. But it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't always work. No, sometimes they just hate you. Yeah. I've bombed in a nursing home. They didn't want me. <laughs> Is that true? I bombed at a black college. I, I 500 students just booing me. Oh, no. Booing me. They hated me so much. The nursing home, an old woman came up to me after and was like, do you need any jokes? I can give you some jokes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, give me a joke. Uh, um, and was it good? I don't even remember. I'm sure I fake laughed and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or, like said thank you. I was like, I was happy to be there even though I, I mean, I, I want people to have a good time. So yeah. it kind of sucks when they're not into it. Too. Right. Like, I, I don't want a bunch of people in a nursing home to not have a good time but yeah. I was not for them <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah I feel like that's fair no but sometimes you like see an older person or like some people that look religious and you're like oh they're gonna hate. and then you like you said they're laughing you're like okay grandma yeah, yeah. it's like cool 
they started describing they they would ask the like tour manager that I was with what music to play before I went on stage. Oh, fun! And they just started saying it's a bachelorette party. Like plan for that. Um, for better or worse, you'd see like the reaction in the person's eyes of like <laughs> how they feel about bachelorette parties. Um, yeah. Because I have you had like rowdy female audiences. I've had rowdy everything. <laughs> I fair, my fair. biggest problem though, and because a lot of this, it's such an interesting um, thing that you brought this up. So re, uh, maybe a few months ago, an, a veteran older comedian, probably in the game for thirty years, he. Everyone always wants to argue with me about women's issues, and it's like I'm living my life. Like I don't want to discuss rape laws right now. <laughs> like it's truly like a nightmare. Uh-huh. But um. He just sat down on warrant. I was on my phone ignoring everybody. And he was like, Lisa, you got to just admit it. Young women, drunk women, they're the worst audiences. They're, you got to admit they're the worst ones to have. And I go, no, they're, they want they want to hang out with me. Those are, my, yeah. those are my girls. I'm like, the people who hate me the most are older white dudes who don't respect women and don't even think women should vote. I mean, like, that's who... <laughs> The people who yell and heckle and get mad and cross their arms and boo and say I'm terrible and disgusting and cause a commotion and stand up and go shut the fuck up and throw things and threaten to kill me are white men. Yeah. Um, white straight men are the people that hate me the most. So that's my biggest problem. Uh-huh. But yeah, drunk young hot women, I can imagine being a nightmare for maybe like a boring male comedian. Right, right. Who can't relate to an audience or make eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. Hard for them. <laughs> oh, you know what I see a lot of? This is my favorite thing, actually, is not at my shows, but like when I'm on showcase shows or clubs in the city Uh are um, drunk, belligerent girls that are awful. And then the men that are dating them that like have to like (laughs) put up with it, but they know their girlfriend's awful. Yeah. And they try to like make the guy fight, too. And the guy's just like, no, you are the that's fun for me to watch. Yeah. That's a real thing. I have I've like an... I want to just defend bachelorette parties so bad because I'm so sick of all the dudes hating them, but I also get it. So yeah. I need to put that on the record. I fucking get it. No, I I I, <laughs> I just get I defensive immediately because I'm like, no, the only people who have ruined my shows are men that stand up and yell at me because right. I you know they don't like what I'm saying, but they also love free speech and PC cultures ruining <laughs> everything, and everyone else is too sensitive. Oh uh, yeah, have your parents? Seen you like been in the audience? How do you feel about performing in front of people I hate you know? It. It's not because I feel like I have to impress them, and I'm in my head versus in the moment. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I want you to hear all my new shit instead of like you know. I just I think too much about the random few people. My sister and her husband come all the time, and that I feel safe with, and I can yeah. do whatever I want. And they kind of know the process and journey. My parents don't really speak English; they're old and foreign. So I have this Holocaust come joke and I close the special with it. Sure. And my parents called me to explain the joke to them because they don't get it. Oh, and they no. don't know how the Holocaust is funny. And I obviously refuse. <laughs> and I don't know if they're trolling me uh-huh. or what. But she's like, you got to tell dad about it. He doesn't get it. And I'm like, you will never get it. Yeah. I feel like there needs to be a, a, a way to just be like, you know what? I don't I don't have to explain this. And it's better if I don't. Do you, So do you watch sex scenes with your parents or does someone leave the room? Um, I feel like we have. Yeah. The only thing that comes to mind is this horrible movie where um, I think it was called. But they all sound the same. Deep Blue Sea. What oh was my the God, one that's one of my favorite movies. Where they get like left 
in the middle of the oh, ocean. Oh, no. That is, oh, my God, this is going to kill me. That There is an explicit, unnecessary sex scene in that. Yeah. And, and I saw it with my parents in the movie theater. Yes. It makes um, it worse because that entire movie was shot with, like, a camcorder. Open water? Yeah, open water. Open water. Yeah. Open water, yeah. That was a fucking sex scene for no reason. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it made it worse that it looked like it was, like, shot on, like, someone's home camcorder. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, we're just watching, like, actual sex. Not, like, movie sex. Like, there was penetration happening <laughs> on on film. So shocking. That was a shocking one. I actually, I, I don't feel comfortable watching sex scenes with my parents. But as a kid, we'd always go to the movies every week, so we'd have to. Uh-huh. But it was never discussed. So it would be, like, the craziest shit and then no talk about it which right, is so right. fucked up but so finally we would go to the movies so often every week that the movie theater started being like she shouldn't see this <laughs> and so then I would help rip tickets so I would sit with this old man and rip tickets while my parents my uh, mouth is dropping <laughs> <laughs> while my parents at the Morton Grove Theater did you ever go to the cheap theater that's now of like a shoe carnival <laughs> but um, it was $1.75 and you got to see like old rate movies and the first movie we saw in America was Speed uh-huh. as a family and then from then on for years every week and then Dead Man Walking was the movie that the, the theater finally was like she can't <laughs> I just love that your parents were like instead of seeing another movie like you just sit this one out and we'll be back in a couple hours <laughs> I never thought about that <laughs> and then when I got older we would go to like separate ones sometimes that makes sense but sure, no, yeah. I, I was too young so the, yeah they didn't <laughs> that's so fucked I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I don't mean to bring up old wounds. No, I just. I can't believe I never thought how weird that was that they wouldn't be like, "Oh, we'll come back tomorrow without you" or something. Yeah. Um, Wait, are your your parents are Russian? Is that yeah. where they're from? Were you born there? And then I was. Moved yeah, to... the Soviet Union. So, because now where I'm from is present day Ukraine. I see. Um, but we're Russian, and it was the former Soviet Union. Got it. Because people sometimes try to fight me, and when uh-huh. I talk about, it, I'll be like, "That's Ukraine. You're Ukraine." And it's like. Get away from me. Like, <laughs> how dare you? Um, what? <laughs> so you grew up on, on the north side, right? Yes. Um, what, like, when did you start getting into comedy? Was that, like, what you always wanted? No. I didn't know what I wanted. I tried everything under the sun. Um, you, you went to school in Iowa? For a couple years. I uh-huh. didn't graduate from there. I actually graduated from North Park University, at Foster and Kedzie. It's sure. like off the brown line on the north side in Albany Park. And it's an evangelical Christian college. Fun. A true nightmare. But it was commuting. It was a commuter distance from my parents' house. Uh-huh. And I just didn't want to go to Northeastern. What an idiot. Could have just went for $3,000 instead of so much money. <laughs> but I didn't like their brand name. Like, who cares? Uh-huh. Oh, God. Everyone, I don't know. feel dumb about that. But... No, life turned out okay. No, I didn't know it was a thing. And then when Superbad came out, that's what motivated me. I was like, I'm going to write the girl version of Superbad. I see. I I thought you were going to be like, Superbad came out and then I went back to school. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Got it. Um, So I took like a writing class and an improv class at Second City. Uh And someone was like, oh, my friend does stand up. He invited me to this mic to go watch everyone. And that's when I I saw people and I was like, I think I can do this. And Mm -hmm. then I went up that day and I was 21 and then now I'm 31. So it's like 10 years later. So it was a complete accident. I didn't realize it was even a thing. Right. Because then I did music mics for a week. And then when I finally went to the comedy mic Shubas on Sunday, I met all these comedians. and I'm friends with a lot of them still to this day. But I was like, 
oh, this is a thing. And then years, only years later did I realize like, oh, it could be a, like a real thing. I was just the right. most fun. I found my people, you know? I found like psychos that are honest and don't take things. I don't know. I just found my people. Like it felt right. Yeah. I felt, um, you know, n- because my whole life it was always like, you're abrasive, you're annoying, you're a certain, like no one liked my personality for so long. Yeah, yeah. And then I met all these other kind of assholes that wanted to stay out late. <laughs> so it was yeah, a beautiful yeah. day. Let's take a wild left turn. Okay, and go. please, 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 please. <laughs> um, we have, we call it a game. It's not really a game, but it's called Elaborate, which is, I want you to elaborate on some of the things you hate, um, according to your Twitter. Oh, um, this is so fun. Yes. This this tweet is about um, Instagram deleting porn stars' Instagrams. Yes. Um, your tweet was, Instagram, can you please stop deleting porn stars' Instagrams and grow the fuck up? Yes. I didn't even know this was a phenomenon. Well, you know, like the free the nipple? Yes. There's all these things of like, ladies, relax. How about equal pay first? Or like, that's not really an issue. And it's like, it's such an issue yeah. <laughs> to me, I think, because if you're a hot ass chick and this whole society is sexualizing you anyways and you are you can make money off Instagram, how dare right. Instagram take your mode of making money? Like if you're allowed, to, if you're fucking hot and you want to be naked, you should be able to to be naked on your Instagram. Right. Um. So, and like a lot of these girls, they know the rules. So a lot of the porn stars I follow, they know the rules. They're trying to cover the nips. They're doing the butt. And they always get deleted and people are always reporting them. All these Puritans are like always reporting them. And it's messed up. And if you're a whore for hire, you should be able to put your photos up on Instagram. It's ridiculous. Right. So Twitter is uncensored, but... Right, right. It is weird. Porn gifts. It's rude and it's a way to control... Like sex workers, right? And um, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but also they've. Cl- it just sucks for all of them overall, with the back pages being closed and no one paying for porn. All different levels of sex work. It's just like um, it's messed up. Yeah. I see this in, I follow, like, my Instagram is basically, I've described it as, like, a a deli case. It's just, like, (laughs) meat. It's just, like, men, men, men that, um, and it's not even, like, porn, it's just, like, hot guys who that's their, like, job. Listen, I've had a great, fun career. Nothing has gotten more Instagram likes than my thirst trap. (laughs) That my friend Mateus, I mean, he posed me, he, you know, my tits are out in a bathing suit, like, you know, there's water. Uh uh I mean, nothing has come close to that. This was Mateo Lane. Mateo knows his way around a thirst trap. Yeah. I was also going to, I was watching, um, there was a clip of you and Mateo did a a thing with Comedy Central. In a jail? Yeah. (laughs) You spent a night in jail at a haunted jail in Pittsburgh, was it? Yeah. Um, Philly. It's where they uh, shot Shawshank. Oh, it's a famous. It's where Al Capone was in, for a little in bit. Yeah, there. um, yeah, it was like the worst of the worst. It was a giant prison. No ghosts, though. I want a paranormal experience so bad, but I'm also an idiot and I forget that TV like isn't real. So <laughs> I legit thought we were sleeping in the jail, and then there was oh, a hotel room and a call time, and like we had, to, and I was like, oh, like I thought they were really leaving. Like I truly don't know how this is my career because I keep showing up to things thinking it'll be real, and it's, right. this happened another time where I was shooting like this web series and it was going to be like a party and I invite all these people I'm like come to the party we're shooting a party and then the Comedy Central was like no there will be no alcohol here's an assistant director like they are extras <laughs> and I was like oh yeah I keep uh, learning on the job not real <laughs> everything is fake um, okay a couple other tweets yes. uh, let's see 
this was from April. Oh, hell no. My seatmate taking shoes and socks off on a Greyhound bus. You sick in the head. Yes. You, you witnessed a man taking both his socks and shoes off. Yeah, I would. I don't lie. So that happened. And I was like, while you were talking, I was like, well, I'm so glad I added the Greyhound because <laughs> I did take a Greyhound from here to Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. Um, it's nine and a half hours. So I just took a Xanax and zonked out. But then I ended up stealing things from the... Like we did one stop at a food court and I like stole shit. Like I was messed up. I was like walking around with my sleep mask. Like Xanax knocks you out. I don't know if people take a Greyhound without it, but the guy next to me, his wife was sitting. Yeah, he just was disgusting. Yeah. Shoes and socks. I insta storied it. And then like I followed him around that mall like that we stopped at too. I was like, this is my enemy. And then... There's a this will be our last one. Oh no! Um, All right. There's a com a combination of tweets a- okay. about tanning and waxing in the same 24 hour period. Okay. This apparently was a concern of yours <laughs> at, at one time. Um, yeah. What happens if you do both at once? Um, basic- Does your skin just fry off? No. What did she tell me? The tanning opens your cuticle or like your skin cells, whatever uh-huh. this is, pores, pores, the pores. pores. <laughs> So you're the tanning, like kind of with the heat opens the pores, uh-huh. and then to like put wax and all that, like I think it's like um higher case of infection oh. or like bacteria. It's right. just too much. Someone told me I'm an idiot and I could do it, but I was happy to wait a, yeah. an extra day. Um, but this was right before I was actually going to Vegas to tape the degenerates because uh-huh. my niece was getting bat mitzvah the weekend before I had to go or something like that. No, my sister's actually a nightmare. And my nephew got bar mitzvah on Thanksgiving and she got bar mitzvah on the Monday of Memorial Day. My sister's a thrifty bitch. I don't I don't know uh, everything about it. Do you choose what day you want to do it? Yeah. It's not like No, my sister's just like it's cheaper on these off-brand days. I see, I see. And no one like f- my niece's <laughs> Bat Mitzvah party was at Fireside Grill, the firehouse, uh-huh. the firehouse grill in Evanston. <laughs> sure. They weren't even open. Obviously, it's Memorial Day, but there was a photo booth and a DJ. I right, don't know. right. But um, yeah, she just does it on these holidays, and it's really confusing. But I get it too. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was raised Catholic, and everything was like decided for you. They were like, "No, you show up this time, or else Jesus doesn't want well, the you." The weird thing. So with Jews, and uh, like, if someone dies, the funeral has to happen ASAP. Their whole yeah. thing is like, your soul will escape immediately the next day you are buried. It doesn't matter who's coming from. Catholics, you'll hold a body for months. It's crazy. <laughs> One of my friend's uncle's uh, funerals was postponed six months so everyone could get together for it. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. I do know my my family, my dad's side is is Italian, like mm. very Italian. And apparently, I guess this is Italian culture that you like you display the bodies in the house for like an extended period of time. Just like pick a room and that's like the funeral room now and it's on display and everybody says their piece and then has some spaghetti. <laughs> and then you go home. I hope I never have to see an open casket. I really don't want it. It's yeah. Yeah, you never have? No, I've only been to Jewish situations. I see, I see. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, like, defend open caskets. <laughs> no, I'm a big Six Feet Under fan, I know. I see, I'll yeah. I love them. But with the tanning, not to go back from funerals to tanning. <laughs> bring it back I haven't up. tanned in forever. I just, you know, I was wearing a skirt and a special. I, did, I, I needed to get a little color. Sure. But... 
I they still had my name. And the last time I was there was like 2007. Like the teens that work there now were like, wait, you're old? How old? Like, um, but yeah, it was like de- a decade. But I used to be addicted to fake tanning and I had memberships at multiple brands. So I didn't have to wait 24 hours. So, um, and then my friend owned one LA tan, so she gave me a giant box of like one use tanning lotion. Actually, I marched in the Pride Parade once and handed out tanning lotions. People were losing their minds. It was so fun. (laughs) Were you invited or you just took it upon yourself? She had a float because she was, she works, she owned the LA tan on Clark. I see. And so, um, you know, we were like 20, 21. This was a thrill of a life. No, this was before I even did. I was probably 19. I can't, I, I can't tell you how old I was, but leopard print tights and just, just passing out tanning lotions <laughs> to uh, the parade. It was so fun just getting hammered. But yeah, I had uh, sub- prescri- subscriptions to three different places. And co- I was constantly tanning. I was blonde. I mean, it was a nut- it was a nutty time. I'm I'm glad Thin, that you're beyond tan, it. blonde, vegan. I was just like so much makeup. Yeah, <laughs> just a maniac. Well, Tons of arrests, drinking and driving. Like, uh, ma- and then I found comedy, and it really mellowed me out. I'm so glad. Yeah, we've uh, we've gone on this journey with you, and and got on yeah. got out the other side of it. Yeah. Um. Well, now that- I just need to find love. <laughs> right. That's the next frontier. I'm really. That's. Uh, I need it. I, I believe it. in you. I believe in you. I'll, I'll give you positive vibes. Please do. Where can people find you and your work before we let you go? Well, like you said, Netflix, The Degenerates, and then I'm at Glitter Cheese yes. is all my social media. And then my website has like a contact form. Like if you need to write me an email, you can totally do it. <laughs> sure. And I'll, I'll respond. All right. Well, this is great. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down. Barry, let's start with the TV we're watching this week. Well, in case you forgot, last week I wasn't able to watch a lot of TV, but did I do some catching up? There's a lot happening in TV right now. The Good Place is back. The episode was great. I'm liking where we're going. I'm loving the characters as always. That was The Good Place. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is back. Very much enjoyed that first episode of the new season. Happy with that. Watched True Detective. Are you? Did you watch True Detective? I watched season one, yeah. Yeah, I loved season one. Season two, famously terrible. The only person I know, both internet and IRL, who liked that season is my dad. <laughs> uh, but the third season just came out, and I only watched the first episode. The first two were put out on HBO at the same time, or like the same night. Right. Um, I watched the first episode, and I loved it. And I'm very excited to see where it's going. Mahershala Ali is phenomenal in it so far. It's it's beautiful. It's interesting. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about where it's going. And the show I'm most excited to tell you that I started watching... <laughs> which you already know because I texted you, is The Masked Singer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So listen, uh, you've probably seen a lot of ads for it around around New York, on the subways, whatever. Uh, it was a Korean show first. It was like a, it's a kind of like a game show, yeah. talent show, where you have different celebrities who are wearing these crazy outfits and then you guess who the singers are, like who is the person singing behind the mask. Um, it's super dumb. But it's on Hulu, so I'm watching it. I didn't understand, because at first when I saw the ads for it, I thought they were all, like, professional singers who were famous, but, like, we didn't know who they were. But they're not. No. So do they unveil them, like, every week? 
So basically, 12 contestants each week, one person is unmasked. So two people have been unmasked so far, one of which was Chong of Cheech and Chong. Oh, I would not know who <laughs> right? that like, was. Right? Like, how are you guessing these people? I need a list that like, narrows it down or something. Right. But it's it's so dumb. And I'm fast forwarding through most of it because I'm just like interested in seeing who these people are. Yeah. Um, but it's, a, it's fun, I guess. I haven't watched a show like this since like the first American Idol. Right. Um, what are you watching this week? <laughs> <laughs> I have been rewatching 30 Rock, which it takes me like two days to get through the whole series. But the one show that I have been like actively watching is The Bachelor is back. I saw from your tweets. I think by the time you are listening to this podcast, maybe it will have been three episodes out. Um I'm still entertained by The Bachelor. It is pure trash. And I think The Bachelor, like, fully accepts that it is. Also, there are a few women on this uh, season who are, like, 30. And they're they're calling themselves the cougars of the season. (laughs) How old is The Bachelor? Like, probably 24 or 25. Okay. They did this outing where they uh, they had to get up and tell like a story about their, one of their firsts, whatever that means to them. And this woman talked about being like 29 or 30. Like that was part of her story. And in a confessional, one of the other girls was like, she is so brave for talking about <laughs> her age like that. And I was like, oh, my God. Why are they like this? I always assumed that they were in their late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, I realized, like, I, I I crossed a true milestone in life when I became older than, like, the average Bachelor contestant. They're looking for love at in their early 20s? I feel like most of the country, most of the people who, like, don't live in New York. Yeah, that is statistically pretty true. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I'm doing. My brain is empty. Uh, anyway, do you have a non-TV chaser? Yeah. Um, mine is uh, just a quick one, which is that Alex and I are trying to have people over for like dinner and brunch and things like that more often. And this weekend we ended up being pretty social and it was fun. <laughs> it made me happy. I don't like going out, but it's really nice having friends over. Um, and sometimes I forget that you can do that. You can like... Like, my friend Sean knows a lot about board games and knows all these weird, obscure, fun board games. And he, like, brought one over and I had a bunch of friends over and we played. And it was really fun. And it made me happy also because I could, like, be in sweatpants and uh, be in my home. And it was nice. What about you? What's your chaser? My chaser that's boring, but I don't know. It brought me some happiness was (laughs) I bought these cabinet dividers. (laughs) (laughs) I read some story or tweet about how, like, uh, apparently, like, donations at thrift stores and, like, the container store sales are, like, through the roof. And it's all because, most likely because of Marie Kondo and tidying up. Amazing. (laughs) Everybody is on this craze. But my kitchen cabinets are, like, overflowing with shit because I only need one bowl. I need one bowl and a spork. And then I'm good. But I have so much shit and there's it's always just like in piles. But I bought these little like shelves oh, yeah. on li- with little legs. So it's yeah. like a tiny table that you put on your shelf and then it's, it makes more shelves. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm ready for death. <laughs> <laughs> at, like at what point does that become the exciting thing of, of your week? The other thing is uh, that I do like that is also about organizing and cleaning is that when you clean your 
sheets uh-huh. and like put them back on your bed. Yeah. And just that like the smoothness mm-hmm. of a freshly washed sheet. Yes. Chef's kiss. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our editors are Dina Kleiner and Josh Gwynn. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at FinkelBarryPie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. <laughs> Help me. The Donner Party used North Face jackets like baked potatoes use aluminum foil. <laughs> <laughs> the Donner Party, it was the cannibals. Wait, Say it again. <laughs> the Donner... oh, okay, I see. The I Donner Party, yeah. which was the people who were, went hiking in the 1800s and got stranded and then started eating one another. Right. They use North Face jackets like baked potatoes use <laughs> aluminum foil. <laughs> it helps them bake better. Uh huh. It's funnier in my head. It is better funny. leave it in. Okay. <laughs>